Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Shoving Wilco podcast. I am your host, Todd Rossnagel, and it is great to have you along with us for another episode of your favorite Wilco podcast. It's been a minute since we last produced an episode, and that was not by design. Let's just say life got in the way and I had a lot going on, but we are back at it and so very happy to do so. Our second episode after the release of Wilco's newest album, Cousin. If you haven't had time, go back and listen to our breakdown of Cousin. It's the episode immediately preceding this one. Our focus today is the fan portals of Wilco. Which fan portal do you subscribe to? Which fan portal do you check out from time to time? Which fan portal do you share your opinion of Wilco? Ask your questions, share your takes, share your merch, share your love of the band. Maybe you are an old schooler. Uh, maybe you're uh, subscribed and frequently head out to the Via Chicago message boards. The kids today are probably asking, what are message boards? Maybe you hang out on Reddit. Maybe you don't do any of it, and that's okay, too. But one of the largest fan portals out there for Wilco fans is on Facebook, and it's in the form of a Facebook group, and it's called A Shot in the Arm. And one of the founders of that group and moderators of that Facebook group is our guest today, Diane Kyrus. She is not a musician. She's not a rock journalist, though she does work in a record store. More on that, perhaps, in a little bit. But she is a huge Wilco fan and a huge contributor to those of us who love discussing Wilco, or as we might say on this podcast, those of us who love to shove Wilco. Diane joins us from Virginia. Diane, welcome to the Shoving Wilco podcast. It is so good to have you with us. Well, Todd, thank you so much. It's a real honor to be uh, asked to talk about my favorite subject. Uh, I will, uh, we can talk a little bit more about a shot in the arm, but I will correct you on one thing. I didn't found it. Uh, that was actually founded by someone else, but I jumped on board as a moderator almost immediately and have been doing that since the beginning. Yes. And you are a frequent contributor and you moderate some of the discussion that can get a little spicy at times. We'll talk about that. Um, you know, Diane, we mentioned it off the top. The name of this podcast is, of course, Shoving Wilco, and it originates from me being guilty many times of shoving Wilco onto my friends and family. So, Diane, do you shove Wilco? Hmm, of course I do. Um, <laughs> but, of course, I really have to restrain myself and have learned to restrain myself because it is uh it can get a little bit i suppose tiring for your friends and family who yeah. uh, no matter what you do to um to convince them that this or to try to convince them that this is the greatest band they will ever see it's um i have determined that you either have a Wilco gene or you don't. Mm, that's that's great. I love that. I really think it's true. Um, people that Wilco, sometimes it may not take immediately uh, the very first time you see them for whatever reason, circumstances, 
you know, your own headspace, but there are um, people who fall in love with this band and never go back. And then there are people who will see them several times and just, I don't get it. Um, so it's, I've, I've tried to learn to uh, temper my uh, enthusiasm <laughs> so as not to become completely obnoxious. But yes, I, I would have to say I shove Wilco all the time. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do. And I, of course, am, am guilty of that as well. So, Diane, um, I guess one of my first questions is, is why do you love Wilco so much? When did your love affair with the band begin? Maybe what album? What, what, what album was your entry point? Well, you know, I saw them. It's debatable when I first saw them because the first show that I distinctly remember was in Charlottesville at a little club, Pratt, um, which was in... Um, Let's see, I made myself a note so I remember it was in February 12th, 1997. I was living in Charlottesville at the time. Um, And I remember that that was a great show. I remember it was fun, but I was at that time with a date that I was, you know, trying to impress or whatever, and probably was paying more attention to those things than I was the band. So I liked it, but. (laughs) didn't do that much for me uh and i saw them several times over the years in different cities where i was living i I moved around a little bit with my job um but the show to to fast forward to the show that changed everything for me um was in 2010 wilco did a series of shows they called an evening with uh, shows in 2010 and they were long. They were close to three hours. They never, no opening act. And they were magical shows. I think you'll talk to most any Wilco fan and they'll remember that those shows were awesome. And for whatever reason, I had a good spot in the crowd that night and it, I, it turned me. <laughs> That's all I can say is something about that just watching the whole crowd i think i remember specifically with jesus etc just looking around at the people and of course i had heard the song i was familiar with their songs but i hadn't remembered every word and i looked around at people around me and and everyone was singing every word to a fairly complicated lyric and it just a sense of community or oneness or something came upon me Jesus don't cry You can rely on me honey You can combine anything you want I, It wasn't a particular album I would say that what sort of made me feel bonded to the band in terms of records uh, or media generally was um, Yankee <laughs> Hotel Foxtrot, uh, not exactly a novel answer, but also then, and this was significant, was seeing um, the I Am Trying to Break Your Heart documentary. Uh, so mm. those Those things, and then Following up on seeing that show in 2010, that was the first year for Solid Sound. So I'd seen that show in March. Uh, 
made plans to go to the first Solid Sound, which that year was in August. I just fell in love. <laughs> and that, that that first Solid Sound was just amazing. So it's it's kind of a, a confluence. Of, that's a long answer to your question, but it really was a confluence of things that just grabbed me at a time in my life, I guess, that I was just really receptive to um, falling in love with the band. It's certainly not the first band in my life that I've really been enthusiastic about, but it's definitely the strongest and longest connection that I've had. Well, Diane, as I listen to your story, I go back to that moment with Jesus, etc., and the crowd knowing the lyrics to what you describe as a complicated song. And I will admit, I, I got chill bumps as you told that story because um, you're describing the community, which is in many ways what I love so much about Wilco. It's a community bonding that is just that. It is a bond that sticks with you. That's so true. And and it is a big part. It's certainly not the only, I mean, at a concert, when I'm there, I don't really think so much about my the people around me. But the um, the sense of family and community that has grown around this band. I, I'm a single person. I divorced a long time ago. No kids. Um, so I'm sure... If I were to be psychoanalyzed, I'm not sure I want to do that, but <laughs> I'm sure that among us, right? this is still a big hole in my life to mm -hmm. to have these Wilco, I just call them my Wilco friends, as opposed to my, you know, in real life friends. But in fact, many of them have become very close in real life friends as well over time. But indeed, you never really go to a Wilco show alone. You may go alone but you're going to find your your tribe there and and it's uh, a real sense of belonging that i i really cherish amen well diane i reached out to you for a variety of reasons one of them of course being your involvement with the shot in the arm facebook page uh it is a place where so many of us receive news share opinions and discuss wilco can you tell us kind of how the Facebook group started and and what inspired you to get involved and and in many ways what's what's inspired you to stay involved because I I bet it's a thing. It's a thing. There are a few times where I've wanted to stamp my heels and <laughs> turn around, but for the audience at home that doesn't know what we're talking about, it can get a little spicy in the comments. Yeah. And and certain <laughs> certain things prompt that and over time I've just learned that. Uh, how the, the group started in um, 2015, so it's been about eight years, okay. uh, and uh, a guy who lives in the, uh, I, it's, I can't ever think of what city he lives in, but it's near St. Louis, uh, named John Winston Powell, uh, had been searching, apparently, um, for a Wilco-related Facebook group, didn't see one, and started this. Uh, at first, there weren't many people. I think I probably joined up pretty early. I'm not sure. Uh, but, well, just to back up one second, I was a member of Via Chicago, still am. Uh, I really enjoy that. That is uh, sort of 
old, I won't say old school in any kind of a negative way, but it's people who sure. are hardcore, yeah. longtime fans, very Chicago oriented. Um, and of course, uh, it, it could be a somewhat daunting place um, if you're coming in as a newbie and ask a dumb question, sort of sort of feel like people might uh, jump on you. That probably yeah. just a few people like any group has. Um, but at, I would never have thought of starting a Facebook group is I guess what I'm getting around to um, because of via Chicago satisfied my needs. Um, But then when the Facebook group started, Facebook has a lot of things that are great in terms of the ease of posting videos, the ease of quick commenting back and forth and so on. Uh, Again, to just sort of go back to Via Chicago, one of the things I love about Via Chicago is that you can have more deep discussions along a a real thread and there's continuity, uh, et cetera. Uh, Facebook doesn't have those things. So Facebook can be a little scattershot, but sorry, I digress. What I'm trying to get around to saying is I probably never would have thought of starting a Facebook group, but with John having started it, I think pretty quickly he realized that he's a full-time teacher, professor, and just didn't have time to keep up with random comments and so on. So he needed a moderator, and um, I thought, I'd like to do that. I'd like to get more involved with the fan community. So I threw my hat in the ring, and he said, sure, be the moderator. So from there, it's grown uh, between twelve and 13,000 members at any given time. So let's talk about the discussion, um, specifically the negativity. I hate to just focus on that, but knowing full well that it's Facebook, it's social media, and we've learned over the years to almost expect some negativity. Uh, But still, as a communications professional myself, I know it takes time to manage those spaces. Um, So kudos to you for doing that work, Diane. Um, Secondly, how do you manage it? I mean, you must want to balance free speech, but also manage harmful or inappropriate content within the group. It's got to be difficult. Um, it is mostly a lot of fun and something that I enjoy, you know, if, uh, but it does have its challenges. Um, it is the, the negativity when it comes. And as I said, it tends to be around either the release of a new album that doesn't, uh, fit into some people's idea of what they want to hear next. And then, right. you know, but I, my, my hope, and I think, you know, again, this is in collaboration with um, the administrator, John, uh, is to have this be a place that is focused just on Wilco and Wilco related discussions. Many times, depending on what might be going on in the world, um, if things will get off topic, um, we try to avoid politics as much as possible. Um, not always right. possible, but when it's um, when it's something that a band member has to say, then that's fair game and post on that. But then don't get 
personal attacks. So if we've, you know, got certain rules in the group, if, if um, things devolve into shouting matches, personal attacks, I, sometimes I try to nip that in the bud if I see it fast enough. Um, if I don't see it fast enough, then I'll just try to cut off comments. I'll give a warning and explain, you know, that this is not allowed. So, but as much as possible, I think it should be a freewheeling kind of discussion uh, with respect for all points of view. Um, I also, of course, I am a fan and I will often um, contribute um, myself, you know, my own personal feelings, not as a moderator, but I, I like to discuss these things as well. So I don't view my moderator role as something that, you know, I have to just stand back like a, a judge. I'm, I'm a fan too. Absolutely. Well, we talked about this over the phone before we recorded. Uh, and you mentioned this earlier that, that some of the most fervent activity is after the release of a new album. Um, there was a comment on the day cousin was released by someone who said, and, and if I remember correctly, I was, I was monitoring the page that day for, you know, what are, what are your takes on the new album? And I think one of the comments that just kind of took off and became a thing that day I think the comment was, if I have this correctly, I just don't think Jeff has another rocker in him. And I mean, it's it's fair to have that take. We've talked about that here on Shoving Wilco podcast. We've talked about um, kind of this old school um, Wilco vibe that a lot of people want to have uh, return. But I guess my question to you, Diane, is, is what is a comment? like that due to a group like a shot in the arm, because for me, it almost energizes me to kind of come to the defense of Wilco and, and to, um, and to share what I think would be an alternative take on something like that. As, as we can look at that as almost a negative comment in some ways, it becomes a positive thing because it just it it really energizes those of us who are huge Wilco fans. Your yeah, thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's a good point. It's hard for me to consider that positive, but I guess I see your point. Um, it's because, as we all know, um, you you yell the loudest when or you get most exercised about something when it's negative. You don't, if everything's going along smoothly, you don't uh, comment that much. So That's yes, right. it does bring out the people who are jumping on board with the negativity and the people then who present the um, opposite viewpoint. It, it, you're right. I remember there was a, I don't remember. I do remember that specific comment. But I don't remember that that was one of the ones that started a really long discussion. It probably did. There were a lot of them. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> it was a busy day. Yeah, it, was it was a busy day. New album. Yeah. yeah but it, it has, I'll say this, and I predicted this, not, and I wasn't the only one to predict it, but this is going to turn around because this album in particular uh, really took a little while. I, I frankly loved it. From the get-go but i'm i'm easy <laughs> i love everything they do 
And uh, that, I mean, that really is true. And I just accept that, that I'm, I'm a ride or die fan. Uh, my main thing is whatever Jeff Tweedy sees as the direction he wants to take this band, I'm on board. But not everybody feels that way. Um, so, but I felt like this album is going to take just a minute for people because of the way maybe it had been promoted a little bit. Uh, Jeff had talked about it's uh, sculpted art pop and people were thinking, okay, we're going to get a poppy thing like Summer Tease. And uh-uh, that's not what happened. It was not a poppy thing like Summer Tease. It, it takes a little bit more. It takes headphones. It takes listening. It takes digesting. Um, and that it reveals itself over time to you, to the, I believe Jeff has referred before about talented listeners, not people who are talented musicians, but who invest some time and energy. And, and that's Wilco's natural audience, I believe. And that's not, as we talked about the shoving Wilco thing, that's not everybody. I think you'd be hard pressed to find too many people right now who have that negative uh, feeling about cousin. I think it's overwhelmingly positive and the, the dense layers of that album are unfolding for people. Well, I'm looking at the calendar, and I know you know this, but uh, Solid Sound is coming up next year, the 30th anniversary of Wilco. And by the way, you've been to Solid Sound. I'm assuming that you are returning. Oh, yeah. 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 I am so, 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 so jealous because I've never been to Solid Sound, and I've always wanted to go. (laughs) I have heard you say that you haven't been, and it's it's, uh, astounding to me, and... uh... It's heartbreaking in a way, isn't it, no, Diane? No, it is. It is the choice you're <laughs> making, and uh, <laughs> here's my judgmental maybe, side. Maybe <laughs> we have we have to get you there. Well, I would love to make it and um and and unpack for the audience at home because tickets for Solid Sound, at least the early bird tickets, are out now. Yeah. What is Solid Sound, and and why should someone be interested in Solid oh, Sound? I could talk all day about this, but I won't. I'll try to. Uh, first off, the early bird tickets did end just last night. That's breaking news, I guess. So they've probably gone. I haven't seen, but they've probably gone up just a bit. Sure. Um, it it is, I for a variety of reasons, it's a really special uh, gathering. The first solid sound was, you know, sparsely attended. I it, it could mm. walk around uh, anywhere. There, I don't mean. It was a bust, but uh, it was wonderful because the band members are walking around among us. It's uh, for a real fan. It was a real treat. It's gotten progressively uh, more crowded each year, which is, uh, of course, a good thing overall. Um, But 
it's the setting. Uh, Mass Mocha is an incredible um, place to hold a concert. It's a, an old, um, uh, I can't remember what kind of a factory it was, but it has like main buildings mm -hmm. and outbuildings and courtyards and so on. And so you're spread out um, in the galleries themselves outside. There's a big field called Joe's Field where the big shows are held. So you're wandering around just among art and um, and fans who, being in a little place like North Adams, Massachusetts, it's it's not like holding a, a Bonnaroo or um, you know big festivals and so on. It, you have to make sure. an effort to get to Solid Sound. Uh, it's not that the ticket prices are high; I think they're a bargain, but. Lodging can be a problem because it's a yes, it can. Uh, be. Yes, it can be. It's probably <laughs> the biggest thing that keeps some people away. Uh, there's camping and so on, but basically, you have to want to be there. It's not. It's not a place you go to uh, see and and be seen. You 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 have a great experience with real fans all over. Um, and everybody enjoys it in their own way. There's the people sort of like me who are always determined to be up front for everything. And you'll miss some of the other <laughs> pop-up acts because you got to maintain your place. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. And then there's people who bring their families and sit way up on the hill and just enjoy the music and, and maybe, you know, stroll around. Uh, and, and it's a, it's great for everybody. Um, uh, there's a, it's the festival is entirely curated by Wilco. So this is sort of uh, a friend of mine calls it the people's festival. <laughs> and that's sort of how I think of it too. It's the, it's the real fans. You're not there for a beach vacation. You're there to immerse yourself in hand selected curated music. And to bookend our conversation, it's all about community, right? I mean, as much as it's about Wilco and, and the songs and the concerts, uh, you're also there with your favorite community, which is the Wilco community. And people come from everywhere. Um, and, you know, you're going to see uh, a, a great concert on Saturday night by Wilco. You're going to see a surprise of some sort, some kind of a, a unique event on Friday night. Those are always fun. You never know what that's. Well, you do kind of know in advance usually uh, what it's going to be, but there's a theme. It's either an all covers night or audience participation. Uh, oh my gosh, there've been so many. One of the most awesome ones was uh, they in advance um, did a poll of your favorite Wilco album and they would play that from start to finish. So yeah. the favorite what selection was uh, being there among the fans. So we're listening to that and thinking, okay, maybe uh, that was amazing to listen to that whole album start to finish. So that has your favorite song to start off. That's right. To start off the album. And of course it started off the concert because it was just straight in order. But then uh, coming back for the encore, the very first song was, I am trying to break your heart. And the second song was Radio Cure. And we all started at that point thinking, oh, my God, what's going on? They played Yankee Hotel Foxtrot as the encore. 
Amazing. One of those experiences that who could believe what was happening? It's amazing. I would love to go one day and um, uh, we shall see. Yeah. We'll, we, we, we shall see. Life is uh, life tends to get in the way, as I said, off the top of the uh, of the show today. Diane, before we say goodbye, and this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, but I have to ask you, you know, we've done this on the podcast. You've listened to the Shoving Wilco podcast. Uh, it's a silly little game that we play here on the podcast. Start, bench, cut. I'd like you to start, bench, cut your favorite Wilco songs. Um, so your starter is a song that's just an absolute classic Wilco song that you also love. Your bench song is one that you love, but maybe is not quite that popular, but just has a soft spot in your heart. And then cut a song that just doesn't do it for you. So Diane, start bench cut for us. This is this is really hard, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I did I did think about it a little bit. And I was actually thinking of albums, but I'm going to try to go with songs for you. Favorite album, and and I guess my favorite song uh, is uh, "Wishful Thinking." Fill up your mind with all to know. Don't forget that your body can let it all go. Fill up your mind with all that can know. Not entirely sure why, but there's just something. A Ghost is Born is a, just a, I love that album. It hit me just at the right time. And it, a Wishful Thinking is such a, I don't know. It's a glorious song. It's always it been my favorite. Bench is a song that you're saying is kind of popular and, um, but, Maybe not quite that popular. Maybe maybe even a, a song that maybe nobody knows, but you know it because it's your favorite. Well, I'm going to just say this is definitely not... I didn't think of this correctly. And it's also an Uncle Tupelo song. <laughs> but I love when Jeff sings uh, Wait Up. I miss you More than... I need sleep And another actually this uh, Wilco song is uh, um, Hotel Arizona Hotel in Arizona Made us all want to feel like stars both of those are maybe slightly off the radar type songs, but um, but I I like them. I will say one song that for some reason has never really hit with me, so maybe it's my cut. You never know. Children, you're acting like children. A little bit on the too poppy side, and just 
that's not my favorite um, side of Wilco. All you fat followers get fit fast. Every generation thinks it's the last. Thinks it's the end of the world. Well, Diane, this has been fantastic. I cannot thank you enough for joining us here on the Shoving Wilco podcast. And and I'll just say, I, I, again, I want to thank you for uh, moderating uh, the Shot in the Arm Facebook group. It, it, I know from experience that it is a job. Um, and so thank you. Thank you very, very much for all that you do for the Wilco community uh, you are a gift and you should be celebrated. And so I thank you again. Uh, and also, of course, thank you for being here on the podcast. Uh, well, thank you so much, Todd. It really was a pleasure. As I said um, at the start, I enjoy thinking about Wilco. I enjoy talking about Wilco. I enjoy seeing Wilco. So, uh, yeah, this is an extemporaneous on is that a word? Yes, I think. <laughs> it is now. Okay. <laughs> but thanks so much for having me. It was a it was an honor to do this. Diane, thanks again. We really appreciate it. And we thank you for joining us here on the Shoving Wilco podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. If you have an idea for the show, we would love to hear from you. Our email is shovingwilco at gmail.com. All the contact information is in the show notes of this particular episode. We thank you again for joining us. And until next time, have a great day, everyone.